Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Summer is here. We're actually in the middle of a heat wave, which is hard to believe considering how the weather has been this week. And I know it's strange to talk about weather. I guess everybody does it, but... um, Generally, I just have to say, generally, I don't like it when it's really hot. It makes me just kind of like a slug, which actually I definitely was a slug today. Um, but I didn't seem to mind the hot weather. Maybe it's just because it's the first of summer and I've been kind of waiting for some hot weather to come along. So it's been a little it's been kind of nice. Um, that said, I think maybe I've caught some kind of summer flu or something like it's just I, it, it's just making me really sluggish, like really sluggish and incredibly tired. Like it's really difficult to, to get out of bed. And then partway through the day, I'm just feeling so unlike myself and so gross that I just kind of have to go back to bed. So that kind of sucks. And I'm definitely not as motivated as I like to be and not accomplishing as much as I like to accomplish, but I think we've all been there and I'm just waiting for it to turn around. And I know that a lot of that depends on how I react to it. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just kind of turn things around right now. My head feels like it's full of cement. I'm just kind of, I've been, I've been trying to write and just kind of unable to, to write like I usually can and I'm not enjoying it as much. And kind of doing anything, even the simplest task kind of feels like a lot. And so I think maybe, you know, just the sluggish feeling I've had from, I think being sick is also kind of playing with my depression a little bit probably. And, um, I guess that's just good. That's all part of it. That's how it goes. So yeah, tomorrow morning, I think I'm going to try my old trick of waking up really early and hopefully I'll be well enough to do that and then it will help me kind of reset myself and get back into what I want to be, who I want to be. So I had the pleasure of being able to sit down with Diana and she's she's an immediately warm person. I met her right before we did the podcast and she we had a couple other people over to our house and she came in and she was just so friendly and just kind of said hey to everybody and um, she's just very warm and very intelligent, highly motivated and um, a pleasure to talk to. So it was really, I really enjoyed doing this, um, doing this podcast with her. She offered some points of view that, again, are fresh, uh, things that I haven't quite thought about that way before. And I just always, I love being able to talk with different people about their points of view on things. And um, yeah, and she was just really, um, there are some people that just have like a certain quality about them where they're just immediately friendly and you kind of immediately trust them. And it's just really nice to be around them. She's, she's one of those people. It was really, really nice. Uh, having her over, getting to know her a little bit better, and having her on the podcast. So I'm, I know that all of you are going to enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. And um, also just, uh, you know, if you enjoy Optimistically Depressed and you haven't rated or reviewed it yet um, or subscribed on iTunes, um, the rate and review I know you can only do on iTunes, it it helps me out tremendously. It makes it so that the podcast is easier for other people to find. And another way that you can really help me out is just by telling other people about the podcast. Um, because the more people that listen, the more exposure I get, the more opportunities I have to bring more points of view your way. And that's what I really believe in. And that's what I really want to do. So, uh, yeah, if you want to help me out, that's a great way that you can help me out. And now I'm very excited to introduce all of you to Diana. I don't 
think I've been like actually nervous for something in a really long time. Like I like you will be hard pressed to find a situation where I'm like a little bit public speaking. No, doesn't bother me. Like nothing bothers me. I'm like driving here going, oh god, <laughs> oh I don't know if I should. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just like I don't know, knowing that there's going to be some, you know sensitive topics or like emotional things and so yeah yeah a little nervous that totally makes sense the whole vulnerability thing like even I like and I've been been doing this for a little while now and when I know that I'm going to be talking a little bit about myself and be a little vulnerable I'm kind of like (laughs) Like, well it's fine if if I'm in like my blog post I can write and then you know pep talk myself into posting it but when it's in person like actually speaking it out loud you're kind of like oh gosh okay wow, this is really real. People are really going to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. 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 This is exciting. Yeah. They say nerves and excitement feel the same, so you just have to choose which one you choose to feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what you choose to associate it with. Yeah. So right now I'm just going to choose excitement. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. I've been doing the same thing. I read that, um, I think, in a Brene Brown book. Probably me too. I love Brene's work. I've, I'm reading my first book by her. Which one? Um, Daring Greatly. That's the one I'm reading. reading. Oh, wait. No, Dare to Lead. I'm Dare reading to lead. Okay, yeah. Dare to Lead Dare right to lead. now, and I've read The Gifts of Imperfections, and I feel like I might have read Daring Greatly as well. Okay. But her work, she's just fantastic. She is. Like, she is a miracle woman. I love her so much. She's, yeah. Like, her insight is just, like, mind-boggling. She's one of those people that you you resonate with immediately. It doesn't matter if you're in person or through the screen or through her books. Like she just, she just taps into exactly like that relationship immediately. Like that connection is just there. Yeah. I love that. That is, if I could aspire to be anything in this world, it's to make people feel that way. That's amazing. That is like for me, that's Yeah. It. Yeah. That's really cool. She like, well like, and I think that it is such a clear example of how she really believes in the work that she does and learns from it and, like, really believes in what she does. Because she talks a lot, like, on at least this one book that I've read, like, it sounds like a lot of her work focuses around, like, vulnerability and yeah. shame and that yeah. kind of thing. And so, Not fun stuff to explore, but at the same no. time, and then, stuff that we need to deal with, right? Yeah. yeah. And she, like, seems to be so well researched in it that she understands how to be vulnerable and create that connection it's amazing I know yeah (laughs) I'm like all praise to Brene Brene (laughs) if you ever hear this I love you (laughs) when we're all big and famous someday (laughs) oh man yeah so Diana we are I'm here with Diana and I'm thrilled I'm thrilled to have you on I'm so thrilled and excited to be here Keyword excited. excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks for making your way out here. You're so welcome. Thank you for battling me. Traffic and it wasn't that. that it wasn't that bad. I was thinking, oh, I'll leave a little early. It was a little bit bad on the highway, but other than that, it was great. Excellent. Yeah. So thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. Good. <laughs> so oh. how are you? Aside from excited. Yeah. You know what? I'm really. I'm really good. I've got some exciting things coming up in my life right now. Yeah. And um, big transitions happening. So definitely crazy busy, crazy stressed. Um, but overall, I think that for the first time in my life, I kind of feel like things are falling into place exactly where they need to be. And it's, it is the most amazing feeling in the world. So I'm doing really well. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I, uh, I think like lately I've been having to choose to be good. Because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, No, you know what? That's a skill on its own. To be able to, to recognize the not okay and to be able to force yourself to try and be okay anyway. Because yeah. it's really easy. You know, it's really easy to, um, and I'm guilty of this, to feel comfortable in the sadness and feel comfortable when, when things happen. And, and there's almost, there's almost exactly that comfort and sadness there's there's a bit of a like a warm feeling that I at least personally that I find um and it's really hard to push you through that through that so yeah to you oh thanks well yeah I'm I'm in the middle of pushing through I've been like the last month has been um like 
just a lot of a lot of different emotions, a lot of different things going on, and I'm finding that like like I totally got out of, out of my exercise routine, and like I'm really noticing the effects of that. And so important. It's so important, so and so important. like it's and it's bothering me, like really bothering me. It's affecting my self esteem too, mm-hmm. and like definitely messing with the depression. Yeah. So like today, I was like, this all this week has been a battle. It's only Tuesday. But, like, I was, like, kind of getting back into a routine again, starting to exercise every day and that kind of thing. And then I fell out of, out of it again. It's easy to do when things are busy. And then today I was like, okay, I have time to exercise. Like, there was absolutely no reason for me not to. And I was just so unmotivated. And it was like I didn't care. Yeah. And, like, I was start, like I'm starting to get there. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, okay can't do that can't do that to myself so I'm gonna so I'm pushing through it yeah you almost need like an accountability partner yeah honestly Sean's really good at doing that actually he'll just be like (laughs) it's funny because he's really sensitive too so he'll be like hey like how you doing like do you think like maybe you could go for a little run today or like it's just like and I'm and he he knows exactly how to talk to me (laughs) so I'll be like yeah, you're right. And then it makes me feel like not bad about myself. Yeah. Just like, yeah. That's really important in a relationship. I find Yeah, for you to have that, for him to recognize exactly what you need. Mm. Oh, be amazing. Yeah. My dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm pretty lucky. He's pretty amazing. So anyway, now I've just spent this time to brag a little bit about Sean, but he, but okay. I just have to say this. I, I just have to say this too. It's one last thing. And I've said it before, like on other podcasts, but honestly, Optimistically Depressed would not exist if it was not for Sean. So, like, he carries a huge part of this. Like, the technical sides. He's the one that, like, when I'm in a funk, he's the one that, like, helps push me and gets me, like, going again. And, like, it would just, it would not be here if he wasn't here. Mm. So, he's awesome. Thank you, Sean. Sean. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Yeah. So, there. oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, so it's just funny to have things like going on in your life, and then you're like, oh my gosh, but I have so many amazing people. Like I have Sean, and I have like some really great friends that I can talk to, and it's just really good. I'm yeah. very fortunate. Yeah. Well, isolation is the worst thing to do when you're when you're feeling down. So it's really good that you have someone that recognizes that and uh, helps pull you out of it. Yeah. 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 Yep. We all need those people. We all need those people. And we, <laughs> we all need more of those people, like endless supplies of those people. <laughs> yes. It takes a community, like, a, you know, it takes a village, not just to raise children, but to keep ourselves okay, mm-hmm. like healthy. And yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, oh gosh, mental health is, it is such, it is such a hidden battle, but I mean, I think at least now we're doing okay at finally being able to to bring it up yeah, and to be able to talk about it and to be able to say, actually, so I actually said to my boyfriend the other day, I texted him, I said, you know, I feel like I am having a really bad day and I'm taking it out on you and I'm sorry. And I'm going to have to text you later because I'm going to keep taking it, taking it out on you unless I take some time to myself. And he's like, Oh, that's okay, baby. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, sure. Oh. Just text me later. And I'm like, that is nice. You know how that's, nice that is? To be like, amazing. Hey, I need to take a step back. I feel like crap. I'm treating you like crap because I feel like crap. Yeah. And I'm reading into things that you're saying in ways that you don't mean them. Yeah. And so let me just take a, take a breather and come back to you. And that to me is, that's awesome. That sounds like a healthy relationship. I like, hope so. <laughs> that sounds awesome for you to know yourself well enough to be like I need to take this break and for him to be like understanding enough Mm -hmm. to be like yeah no it's okay yeah no and you know what um I think that I think that actually comes from a lot of a lot of self-awareness that I didn't have before. Um, I was always the type of person that would jump from relationship to relationship to relationship and I I never took the time to figure out who I was, what I wanted, how I dealt with things on my own, like without anybody else. And for the first time in my life, I spent, gosh, a while (laughs) completely by myself, had no interest in even looking for another relationship. And it was the first time in my life that I felt like I was 
completely whole on my own. And that's why I was able to recognize things like, hey, I'm treating you like crap because I'm having a bad day. It has nothing to do with you. I need to take a step back because it's a me problem. It's not a you problem. Whereas before I would have been like, well, you know, he maybe he's texting me and he's in a bad mood. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore. Maybe he's, you know, something's happened. I would make up a ton of different scenarios in my head Yeah. instead of being like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. I think this is a me problem. <laughs> I think this is not a him problem. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so healthy. I, I love that. I hope so. I hope yeah. it's a good step in the right direction because it, I, and you know what? I know people say you need to be alone in order like you need to figure yourself out alone before you can be with someone else and I was like the biggest eye roll eyes fall to your head you are you know that's just what people say yeah until I finally figured myself out and I feel like I figured myself out which is such a good feeling (laughs) that is a really good feeling yeah yeah to like understand like your process too and just like to kind of respect it not fight yourselves all the time Mm mm-hmm that's amazing. Yeah. No, it's it's honestly, I think it's been a huge key to my own happiness and to be able to help other people with their happiness because you can't pour from an empty cup, as they say. As they is say. That the, is that the quote? I might have messed that up, but I think that's I, the quote. No, I think you got it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds right to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, to me, I mean, like we mentioned with Brene Brown, it's about the people for me. I want to, I want... At the end of my life, when I look back, I want to know that there are so many, there are more people than I can even imagine that think about me and think, oh, you know, Diana, she's really, she really impacted me in some way, or she really, she pushed me to to do this, which was, you know, good for me in my life, or she helped me achieve this, or I just, I just want to... I just want to help people. And I know it's so cheesy, but that is like, that's it for me. That's, that is the thing. That's my thing. (laughs) I'm a people person. I just love, I love people. I love that. It's, it's been a long time coming to realize that, but now I know I'm like, yeah, I'm an empath to a fault. Yeah. (laughs) And I used to hate it. Yeah. Oh yeah. My boss made me do one of those personality tests, oh, like yeah. one of the paid ones, like the big fancy right. ones that you go through, like hundreds of questions. Okay. And you come out with like 45 s- your skills and they rate them from like your highest to your lowest. And this is my employer, right? So I get this pe- test back. I'm so excited. And I rip open the first page and number one on the list is empathy. And I sat there and I was like, are you, are you kidding me? I'm sensitive. Yeah. That's it. Like this is that's my skill. I'm not intelligent or driven or like there are so many other, you know, an execution like someone who can execute things. There there's a billion other really amazing traits on that list and empathy was like my number one. And the top 3 were all feeling, connection, emotions like like very very much a sensitive in that in that zone, right? So yeah. I remember passing my results to her and being so I was so ashamed. I felt like I wanted to crawl under a rock because I thought this is the most embarrassing thing in the world. Like my my this is all I'm good for is I'm just sensitive. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I have nothing to offer. And then she actually helped me tap into that in a way that I stopped seeing it as a fault and really started seeing it as something that I could run with. Awesome. And so how did she do that? Like, do you remember any of the key ways? I know that some, a lot, with a lot of these things, it's so subtle that you're kind of yeah. like, I don't really know. It just kind of happened. I but. think a lot of it was she, she called me out on it when I did something really great. She'd say, ah, that's your empathy. Oh. Ah, you know, that there. Oh, see how you dealt with that? That was, tell you, that's your empathy. Or um, she would, if she caught me, talking about it negatively, she'd like correct me like that. No, 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 that's not, we don't talk, like, you don't say that. It's a good thing, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. (laughs) So, I know. Uh, She is a powerhouse, she's a powerhouse, so. I love that. I know, I know. Sadly, it is actually, so it's my last week with her this week, and I'm moving on to another job, and so big things are happening. It's good, it's great, Um, but, you know, I am also, I'm a huge believer in, like, always taking the next step 
you know, following the path and, and not feeling, I never want to, I never want to settle. I never want to feel comfortable. Yeah. And I just got to a point where I was, I wasn't really driven in my role anymore. I, there was really nowhere from, there was none, there wasn't a next step, I guess. And so I knew it was time. Yeah. It was time. It was time. So big things. Big things. I'm excited. Yeah. And very nervous. Oh my goodness. <laughs> very nervous. Yeah. But you know, I think I think we all just have to learn to lean into the discomfort and push ourselves to do things that we really don't feel comfortable doing. Cause if I if I let myself, I could be in the same role for the next ten years of my life and that would be that. And you know, I'd be comfortable, mediocre, not happy, not unhappy, but I don't want that for myself. I, there's got to be more. I need yeah. more. I need more from this life. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you think so because some people think I'm crazy. Oh my gosh. No, not at all. <sighs> I think that's so healthy because it's, you know, it's, I, I love the idea of not settling, of realizing that there is something that you are specifically designed to offer and to to strive for it. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's what we need. That's yeah. how the world becomes better. Yeah. When people live to their potential. Yeah. And I know that like everybody's has a different starting point. And so like different people, it, their huge achievements look different. Yeah. And, but that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So. Well, and you know what? I think um, what really inspires me is the... Like Simon, I'm gonna probably say his last name wrong. Simon Sinek, Sinek, Sinek. Oh, I don't um, know his how like last he's name, he's but. the find your why guy, right? Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And um, it all comes down to like when I think about what I want to achieve, or when you think about what you want to achieve, like there's always this underlying there's the why, right? I mean, there's the there's why you want more. Why do you want more? Why do you have the dreams and goals that you have? Why do you have the relationships with the people that you have? Who are you? Like, this is big questions that nobody knows how to answer. And we just sort of, you know, tuck our heads and don't, don't think about it because it's such big questions, you know, we don't have the answers to that. But, but that's like, that to me is so exciting. When you think about this podcast, like, Mm. what's your why? Why do you do this? That, like, yeah. Right? It's such yeah. a big question. It's a huge question Yet, that I've been asked before. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, even if you don't have, even if you can't put it into words, there is a why. Yeah. And when you, when you find your why, then you'll That's really be really able gonna, to, like, yeah, take off. Yeah. So we're all just trying to figure out our whys. <laughs> I, yeah, I completely agree. And I find that lately, I think, I think it's pretty normal when you have something big happen in your life for you to just start reassessing everything. And, um, and a lot of the time to be like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And I, it's interesting because when I had a big thing happen in my life, that was much more positive back in uh, October. That's when this podcast like or when optimistically depressed was born right and now I'm back asking myself that question again and so in a way it's it's not comfortable obviously asking myself that question right but at the same time I'm thinking well the last time I asked myself this question something really good happened Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like maybe like maybe something really good is gonna happen again yeah so that that feels good I, as cheesy as, as it sounds, I believe that everything in life happens for a reason and happens like at the right time. Yeah. Um, I know it's controversial. Like some people are like, ah, oh, that's crap. But honestly, I think that, that life presents itself in good and bad ways, you know, the things that break our hearts and the things that you know, we'll remember for the the rest of our lives, the best days, they all, I think they all have a reason. I think they all have a, they're all meant to, like, I think those things are meant to be. So as, as hard as it is to accept things that happen, I really, oh gosh, please let there be, <laughs> like, let me look back and be like, yes, okay, you know, this, this episode of depression helped catapult me into this next phase of my life. I know for a fact that, at least for me, the last, I think, like 
nine or 10 months prior to me kind of getting my crap together and, and figuring out myself, um, I, oh my gosh, I could barely, I could barely function. I was, I was, I was absolutely a wreck. And at the time I would tell you, oh my gosh, you're crazy. Like there's no way this, this, that was what was supposed to happen and it didn't happen. And now my whole life is a wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, if I didn't have that, that period of depression and just, oh my gosh, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. I was just, just non-functional. I wouldn't have forced myself to, like you said, like you're talking about, like, go to the gym, find fitness. I found fitness and I love it. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't, I hadn't, wouldn't have started my blog and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have needed that creative outlet. If I, you know, I had, I wouldn't have taken a lot of the things in my life, like finding a new job more seriously. And so these things as, as hard as they are to deal with, I just have to believe that there's like, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a reason we've mm-hmm. got to take something and it maybe, maybe needs to be in our hands. Maybe we need to take that upon ourselves and be like, okay, this happened. What do I like? Where's this going to take me next? How yeah. am I going to move forward on this? And how am I going to be better because of this? And mm. I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's too much to ask, but <laughs> I don't think so. I think that there's never, I don't know if there is such thing as too much to ask, not when it comes to just putting those questions out there. Like, it's okay. I think it's fine to just put those big questions out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's such thing as asking too much of ourselves or Yeah, absolutely. People. But like, yeah, when you're just putting those questions out there, like, I know that for myself, I've been so afraid of asking certain questions just because I... in. It, I don't want to acknowledge that it's something I'm wondering and I'm afraid of the answer right. and I feel like I know the answer and that yeah. kind of thing. I'm starting to try to be less afraid of yeah. just kind of putting that question out there. Mm-hmm. So um, what was, the, if you don't mind telling me and the listeners, um, <laughs> <laughs> what was the thing that happened that put you into the depression which then launched you into where you are now? Honestly, I got my heart broken for the first time. Mm. Yeah, I, I had never, I've been in a lot of relationships. I've been like in and out. I never could be single, but for the first time in my life, I was, I was like, what, what is this feeling? I've never felt this before. I've never felt that like earth shattering heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And it just rocked me to my core. I couldn't, I couldn't even, oh, I, I, I couldn't even believe that such a feeling existed. Yeah. Because I've been, I have been rock hard my entire life. You know, I, I, I had a really, really, really brutal upbringing. So I pride myself on having that like iron shield of I can get through whatever you want to throw at me. And I just, I'll never forget the day I just dropped to my knees and I thought, oh my God, I've never been, like, I've never felt so shattered. It was, ugh. So it took me a long time to stop blaming myself and asking questions and wondering and and hating myself oh my god I hated myself for the long time I the comparison kicked in and the I couldn't look at myself in the mirror because I thought oh my gosh you know too too pale too big too short too whatever like it, it just whatever I could think of I I blamed it on and it took yeah. so long to get out of the comparison and the blame and then really just healing, trying to figure out how I could function on a day-to-day basis. I almost lost my job because of it. I couldn't, I couldn't even focus at work. Um, and then after, this is actually super interesting. So after New Year's, I committed to stop drinking. I stopped. Um, I said, I'm going to do a month and a half. My birthday's Valentine's Day. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to drink. I was on quite a bender because that's how I dealt with it. Yeah. Um, and I went really hard at the gym and I got really fit and I felt really good and I stopped drinking. I stopped spending money at the bar. And it was kind of like this moment where for the first time in my life, I had control. Like I'd never had that. And for me now, fitness is a bit of, it's a bit of a, something I can control it's mm-hmm. something that I have power over. And um, I felt like I had so much control over the outcome of my life. And the months of absolute despair, I was like, okay, no. 
holy crap, I can do this. Like, I can do this. So that was kind of the moment, like the shift that happened. And I really think that not drinking was a big portion of it because alcohol really triggers my anxiety Mm. big time. Yeah. I struggle with anxiety. I mean, it's been something that I unknowingly dealt with my entire life. Yeah. And I had no idea that it was such a huge trigger for that. And um, I would wake up hungover in the morning and what I thought was a hangover was really a lot of it, like me dealing with depression and anxiety. And I didn't realize that. Yeah. And being able to utilize my weekends productively was like, what? what is this, right? What is this extra time and, and energy that I have? And and so now it's definitely shifted my opinion on this whole like binge drinking thing because it's mm. it's been a huge, huge factor for me. Amazing. Yeah, it, very interesting because I didn't, I didn't ever think of that before. It was yeah. my coping. Yeah. I wanted to have fun. So I was like, well, guys, what are we doing Friday night and Saturday night? We'll go out, go drinking. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I felt like I mattered you know felt like I was good enough or um like I you know I had my friends there and there was endless supplies of you know new people to talk to and it was it was just like my my coping so Mm -hmm. alcohol alcohol (laughs) I know it's that's a difficult relationship to navigate it is yeah it was honestly, it was the biggest factor in my childhood too, which is interesting mm-hmm. um, because I've always been, I've always been concerned, definitely. I've always like treaded lightly around alcohol and drugs um, because my dad's a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. And uh, it's, it's not something that I ever, th- I didn't think, well, you know, if you don't have a drinking problem, then it's not going to affect you. It's just like social, right? Yeah. But the fact that it affects me on a mental health, I guess addiction is mental health. So let me rephrase. In a, when it affects my anxiety like that, I didn't realize that that could be a problem too. And so, man, alcohol is, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. It's really tricky. Yeah. People overlook just how tricky it is. It's something that can really sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and that, so that was part of your childhood. Yeah. Do you want to go into a bit of your childhood? We can. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it's a, it's why I am who I am today. So I'm, yeah. I stand by it proudly. Like I'm, it's kind of like, I wear it like a badge of honor. Like I said, it's like my iron shield, right? This, yeah. this is what strengthened me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, my dad is a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. He now is working for a um, recovery center. He's a counselor and um, helps people on their journey to recovery. That's he, amazing. Wow. Yeah. Well, he was he was sober for 13 years and then he relapsed um, when I was about eight or seven, seven or eight. Um, and spent I spent my entire childhood from there up until like 17 um, with him using and drinking. And uh, it was definitely, oh, it was... I didn't realize just how hard it was because it was my normal. Um, when I tell people, it's almost like I always describe it as like it's like a detached experience for me to talk about it because I don't feel emotion. Like you won't see me. I won't cry when I tell the story. I won't get emotional or be upset about the situation because it's just not. It doesn't even feel real because it's like I'm I'm outside of my body telling you the story. Yeah. Um, but. It's definitely shaped who I am today. I think that's a big portion of my own empathy, like the going back to the empathy thing. I think yeah. um, that influenced me. But, yeah, I mean, most of my – it was just a matter of oh, – there's so much that I don't even know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, – I mean, I lived in – a bunch of different houses with, you know, one point we didn't have electricity or running water. Um, we would go to the, we'd go to the Tim Hortons with empty two liter pop bottles and like fill up in the sinks in the bathroom, do the bottles of water so that we could go back and like flush the toilets or wash our clothes in the tub. And I'll never forget, like my dad had this, this broomstick that he unscrewed the broom off of. And that's how he washed our laundry. We would just like put water in the tub and just 
like swish it around. <laughs> like it was actually, it was a surreal, it's a surreal experience for when I, when people think of it, they're like, what? No way. Yeah. It's so strange, right? You don't, you don't think of what it would like be like to live like that, but it was normal for me. Totally normal. And, um, it got to a point, you know, my dad tried to commit suicide a couple times and it got to a point where I felt like I just gave up trying, like hoping that he would get better. It was just the norm, right? It was, right, it yeah. was, he would just do that until he died. And so on my 16th birthday, I got a tattoo with him. It's my necklace that I'm wearing. Obviously, people can't see it, but um, it's the Alcoholics Anonymous symbol. And not long after that, he got sober, and he's been sober since. Wow. Yeah. But I wanted something that I could have with me forever. Mm -hmm. So my graduation, like I hadn't graduated high school, didn't graduate college yet, my wedding someday, if I choose to have kids someday, you know, those are experiences that you want your dad there for. And even though that was what created a traumatic childhood for me, my love for my dad never went away. I never felt resentful towards him. I never hated him or was angry because of the situation. Um, and I wanted him there with me. So I remember I was sitting watching an Ed, I'm going to butcher this last name again, Ed Milet, and Ed Milet, something like that. Yeah. Um, he's one of the, like a, Tony Robbins type of like rah rah kind of person. Yeah. Um, and he said he took his dad on his private jet. And I don't know what it was about that moment. I thought to myself, holy crap, I have a future with my dad. I had never, I had never felt like I had a future with my dad before. And I sat there and I bawled. I was just so, I was, I was like, just like I had so many different emotions and mainly just felt joy because I, for the first time in my life, realized and recognized that my dad's going to see my wedding. Well, you know, let's, ho let's hope. There's yeah. still hope that there's, he'll see my wedding. When I own my own business someday, he's going to be there. I get to take him on a vacation with me. I get to show him the life that he has never experienced before. And same with my mom. I mean, my mom is a trooper. She is the strongest woman I know. And, and I get to share that with them. And that was a huge moment. I actually wrote Ed and I told him that and he responded. He's like, wow, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I had, you know, that's, that's unreal. I, I'm grateful that you chose to share that because that's why I do what I do kind of thing. Mm, and just like awesome. such a, such a big moment. Yeah. All because of a, plane <laughs> taking his dad on a jet plane yeah that's ah uh, it's amazing how there are these things these they these seemingly random things that trigger hope mm -hmm. that's amazing well and to be able to that that that's what drives me on a daily basis too is because I get to show my dad a life that isn't washing your laundry in the tub and mm -hmm. filling up your water bottles in the Tim Horton sink and that is what keeps me going like knowing that I can create a life that I could share with other people that I care about that may not be able to experience it on their own oh yeah that's it yeah that's the that's what I want mm. it's just a work in progress <laughs> yeah that's and that's awesome because then it's this driving force that you have to like keep you going and mm -hmm. I like I really like if you have that passion then you're gonna you're gonna yeah. get there oh I believe it I believe it 100% and I think um there's a quote that don't feel don't kills more dreams and failure ever will and I totally believe that mm. I'm like if you have enough drive if you want something if you are willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish something you got it. Mm. There's nothing in your way. I, I firmly believe that. I, I firmly believe that as well. Because we are, we are capable of unbelievable things. Yes. I read a lot of books about a lot of people that started out exactly where my childhood, what my childhood looked like, that are now multi-billion dollar, like CEOs or business owners or 
ultra successful people. Tony Robbins, let's just, I mean, he, he came from nothing. Mm. These people have created unbelievable, abundant lives from absolutely nothing. And if they can do it, so can you. It's not luck. I don't believe in luck. Luck is non-existent. <laughs> I believe we work for everything that we get and we're yeah. rewarded for our efforts. Yeah. I don't think anything falls into our laps without us having a little bit of a hold on it. It's like that saying, uh, what is it? Luck is when preparation and opportunity meet. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Because, you know, absolutely, uh, there are things in my life where I feel lucky that yeah. they happened to me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't just because I was sitting on my couch one day and my phone went off and I got a phone call, you know, that this thing happened. There was there's a series of events that you do to every great success that leads up to that. I mean, I think that we underestimate the control we have over our own lives and people just let it go and they shouldn't. Yeah, I think that you're right. Yeah, I definitely think you're right. And I know that that's an attitude that I've definitely had um, because like there, yeah, there was definitely a point in my life where I just gave up. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, I was fortunate to have people, like to encounter people and then to um, cultivate relationships with them where they could be a true source of inspiration for me and help me realize that I did have a lot more control over my circumstances than I was allowing myself to believe. Yeah. Because I think a part of it also, like, frankly, is laziness. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And we all seek immediate gratification. Mm. If it doesn't happen instantly then we give up yeah I mean it's people some people blame it on the new you know social media era or whatever it may be but I think either way we as humans are just impatient yeah we don't we don't know how to keep pushing fail keep pushing fail keep pushing fail and then get it yeah and and maybe the crazy ones are the ones that (laughs) keep going but I'm okay with being a crazy person if it means that I get what I want in this life yeah so and I think that's uh like and that's a huge thing like um I was actually listening to a blog the other day where it was talking about social conformity Mm -hmm. and it's when you're the person that's thinking differently than your community then people like the community will use shame to try to bring you back down to where yeah they are right absolutely and it's and it's fear driven Mm -hmm. you know and you know we we get comfortable in the in these positions and and but there's this part of us if there happens to be this part of us that sees success in other people and doesn't want them to have that and feels the need to tell them that they can't do it then that is a huge sign Mm -hmm. that we're not okay that we're not satisfied with where we're going and that we feel the need to push pull that other person down in order to yeah. make us feel more okay with what our lives has have become like have come to so when you are the person that is able to be like I'm okay with being the crazy person yeah that makes you much more immune <laughs> to you I don't know if I don't definitely don't think I'm immune but um definitely more I guess I, I'm I'm able to be like, okay, I recognize that this might be that case, exactly what you're talking about, and just, you know, do it anyway. Yeah. Just do it anyway. Yeah. Because I I really I really do believe that a lot of this, like, when people try to put doubt in your mm-hmm. head and make you feel ashamed, it's that's all driven out of fear. A hundred percent. And you know what? Even even in our closest friends, and I didn't I didn't think that that was real until I started to pursue blog like I pursued blogging a little bit yeah and I you know I run my own website now and um I found like people who were really close and close to me making fun of me <laughs> you know making fun of me for yeah. for for blogging and um oh you're one of those people oh you're one of those oh don't become like so and so I hope you're not going to be I hope you're not going to start doing X. You know, I hope you're not going to act like this. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. This is, this is interesting. And at first I didn't recognize it, but when people don't have the same 
vision as you do. Like I have a vision for my life. You have a vision for your life. Yeah. Um, they find it really hard and a little bit threatening yeah. to accept your vision. Mm-hmm. And we are okay with accepting smaller visions. Oh yeah, because that's not going to impact us. But God forbid someone like maybe tiptoes into the world of like really achieving something super cool and great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super cool and great. Yep, because that's but, a huge threat and it's scary. And it does. I don't think it makes them bad people. Oh, I no. think that they don't even recognize it a lot of the time, which is. You kind of, and I I struggle with it because I kind of have to remind myself, don't get frustrated with them. They might not even see that they're doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's, they feel threatened and they react that way. And even though they don't intentionally mean to put you down because of your friend or your your family, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. um, they do it and don't see that it's actually, you know, it's actually putting you down. Yeah. And so you just have to kind of bite your tongue and push through it and recognize that and and hopefully someday look back and be like, okay, maybe I wasn't crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I, the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the to, goal. <laughs> to finally conclude like, okay, yeah, yeah I yeah. don't think I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. All that hard work and people, you know, thinking that you are crazy is is actually worth it. Yes. And that's where, that's where like really high influence and impact and overall like such a cheesy word, but greatness happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you do a blog and what do you focus on with your blogs? Uh, You know what? It's, it's anything and everything. I, it's mainly mental health focused, um, a lot of personal development and self-development stuff because I'm just using my blog as a way to document kind of what's going on in my life and like what I struggle with because I believe that you know if if I can document all the things that I am really hurting on right now and we can hurt together and Mm. if I found ways to push through or get better or improve in some way then that'll help other people and even if it's just for me even just like as a creative outlet to write how I'm feeling down process it on a deeper level then I'm okay with that yeah even if one person reads it and it's like okay this is kind of cool yeah great whatever it's for me anyway yeah yeah. (laughs) it's for me anyway so um it started out as just kind of being needing you know had my heart broken I needed something I needed somewhere to put my energy and I and I didn't I couldn't put it into my career and I couldn't put it into anything that I knew of and so I was like I'm just gonna uh, start a website (laughs) And all of a sudden I had DianaJeanLewis.com and I'm like, okay, great. So now we're going to blog. Awesome. <laughs> and figure it out. And yeah. I, I don't know how to do any of it, but I'm going to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and figure out how to do it all. So awesome. it was kind of like a, it was like the upward moment for me. Yeah. So now it's just kind of been a, an outlet. Yeah. It's really that. Oh, amazing. Mm. Oh, I love it. But you know, I'm, I was, I'm surprised how many people have reached out to me that I've barely spoken to in my entire life and been like, hey. Just want to let you know I'm like I'm following along in every blog and I really resonated with this or I really resonated with that. And to me, I mean, empath over here, I'm like, oh, this is all I could have ever wanted. This is all I could have ever asked for is just yeah. to have someone connect with with what I'm doing or saying and have it help them in some way. Yeah. Like that is it for me. So uh, I guess I'm just going to keep on trucking and see where it goes. <laughs> that's amazing. You're creating a community. I hope like so. A, like a healthy community where people can be not alone. I love that. I hope so. I, yeah. I really, that's what I want. I think that um, it's connection over everything. Mm. Yes. Community Which is being lost yeah. so easily mm-hmm. and quickly right now. Mm-hmm. And But the other thing is, like, I think people are really becoming aware of that. So mm-hmm. they're starting to be like, oh, I can't let this happen. Like, our connection is being lost. And so people all, like, everyone... is looking for that solution yeah and I think um it's actually interesting I'm gonna go a little businessy here yeah (laughs) so what happens when you work for a business consultant for like three years um so I think that that's actually you I've we've seen that in social media where it was like okay Facebook is we're gonna create all of our online connections we're gonna create all of that through friending people and poking people whatever then there was like okay well this isn't no, 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 this is, we're feeling detached. We need more. So then there's the, like, 
thriving on communities, like the groups, Facebook groups. Um, And now, at least in like the business world, we're finding that people are going, "Mm -mm, this isn't enough for us. Like over everything, it's in-person events. So selling out a webinar, not easy to do. Selling out an in-person event, much easier to do at least in the case of like my experience, because people are going, no, 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 no. I don't want to sit on my computer anymore and watch a talking head. I want to be face to face, eye to eye, belly to belly, heart to heart. Like I want to feel you, see you, know you're there, feel like you're talking to me and with me. And anything less than that is just not valuable. And I, I, I think that we're finally starting to realize that, hey, (laughs) we need more than screen time. Yeah. Which is hopefully a good thing. Cause I know, I, you know, I work from home. Mm. And it's been huge for me to need this. Like I need connection. Mm. Best part of my day used to be to go to the gym, not to talk to people, just to be around human beings, mm. like feeling other people's energies and being like, okay, I'm not alone. I have three cats. I love them, but I can't spend the rest. Like I can't spend my entire life with them. <laughs> <laughs> they are the loves of my life, but oh, I need humans. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, you know what, I um, thought that I was a really, like, really extroverted, and I think part of me is, but um, I realized when I started working at home that I'm not as extroverted as I thought. It's interesting. I heard someone describe introvert versus extrovert as where you feel most energized. Yes. Not where you, because I'm the same, um... I feel like I'm very outgoing. I love talking with people. I love being around people. Um, but that definition made me question. I'm like, okay, where do I where do I go to re-energize? Is it by myself? Do I need my own time? Introvert. Do I need to be in a crowd with a lot of people? Do I feel energy there? And to me, it's a balance. There's yeah. I'm not one or the other. Um, I think some people are, some people aren't. But yeah. um, I need my alone time to recharge. I also need to be around other groups of people because – Otherwise, I feel really drained and detached. And I mean, it probably sounds like something similar to you, too, because you thrive. I mean, look, this is what you're doing. <laughs> you love you clearly love people. I mean, you love connecting with other people. And at the same time, like, you yeah. need your alone time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think also um, we're kind of moving past the introvert extrovert thing. People are just kind of realizing it's just so much more in depth than that. Mm-hmm. So and so it's it's strange we're trying to kind of adjust our way of thinking about it again be like okay it's not that you're introverted or extroverted it's that you have a certain balance that you need and everyone's balance that they need is different yeah yeah i think when and, and i don't know why that sparked like this thing in my brain but um when it comes to connection i think recognizing that everybody's different I th- I think we all need to take a step back and realize that people don't recharge the same way that we do. They don't, you know, connect the same way we do. We don't, they don't build relationships the same way we do. And the real sweet spot is being able to spend time with someone, recognize, kind of like what Sean does with you. He knows mm-hmm. how to talk to you because that's he knows you. He knows, you know, he's connected to you, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you, you know, if you're working retail, it doesn't matter if you are a CEO and you have hundreds of employees under you, or if you're just a person trying to make a difference in the world, if you can recognize that people talk and communicate and connect differently than you, and you're able to like click in on what works for them, mm. I really think that's where you build like really special, super, super special relationships. Yeah, that's I, yeah. And I don't know why that made me think of it, but I was just like, ooh, that's that's really important. Yes, and yeah, it is. It's connected to what I was kind of saying too. Yeah, just like the introvert versus extrovert, and it's just how like we understanding yeah. everyone's balance. It's yeah, yeah. It's just it's so interesting that that stuff fascinates me. Mm. How different we all are, and how when you realize that and tap into that, you're like you can really make people feel special. Yeah. And yeah, we, we want to make people feel special. Yeah. You, you want to really... make people feel heard and seen and, and like they matter and you can't do that if you don't connect with them on their level. Yeah. And so if we can just all kind of like step back, let's all just step back oh. and try and like listen to other people to hear and not to respond. That's, mm. that's, that's really important. Yes. It's so important. Not just thinking about what you're going to say next. Mm, 
And you, you know, I forget where I heard that quote, but I had done that all my life. I was so reactionary that I just, something would come in. And even like at the beginning of, of this, when you're nervous or you're like, you're a little bit like you're trying to figure out the dynamic of, of a situation. Um, it's very much like, okay, she's going to say something to me and I need to, to respond in a way that is appropriate or that she like, that resonates with you. Right. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's a conscious effort to not do that. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. I know. Oh, it's amazing. It, <laughs> it's I know. It so takes hard. so much focus yeah. to just be like, no, I, I'm just going to listen to yeah. what they're saying mm-hmm. and not be afraid of like the potential pause that mm-hmm. could happen after. Yeah, exactly. And even, I mean, a lot of my friends are going through some hard times right now and realizing that I listen to them differently mm-hmm. than I used to. I used to just listen to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry that you're going through that. But Focus on what they're saying. Yeah. Focus on what are they feeling right now? How are they dealing with this? Um, and another big thing is um, this kind of, I weirdly did, I did a Facebook Live on this topic and it was super important. So I'm going to pop this in. I feel like I'm turning all businessy. No, it's good. Um, Do your thing. No, but um, to, so, oh crap. I'm going to make sure that I say this because the way it turned out in the Facebook Live was really good. Okay. <laughs> um, listen to our sound. Oh, gosh. I'm probably going to ruin it. It's okay. You know what? The beauty of it is that um, we're in a safe place. Yeah. You can go for it. And then if you need to correct it, it's oh. very... Okay. Let me think do. about the situation. So... We'll have to come back to that because I really I'm I'm blanking on what that was and I it's one of those things that it's not it doesn't resonate with you unless it okay. is good like it's articulated well so we'll skip that and I'll come and we'll come back to it if it's if it's appropriate okay <laughs> sounds good awesome oh gosh you can tell my nerves kicking in oh yeah no that happens to me all the time don't even worry about it um well actually you know what the time flew by. We're nearing the end of the podcast. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. What a terrible way to end the podcast is me forgetting what I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe right, guys? Maybe. It's like the ending impression of Diana. Oh, she was going to say something important, and then she didn't. She so <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll just have to. You're just going to have to wait till yeah, next time. Wait till next time. But I do have one question that I want to, that I like to ask everybody. Okay. And that is, what does it look to you to be mentally healthy? That's a really, really, really good question. Um, Mentally healthy to me looks like putting yourself first, Mm. um, even when it's really hard. Um, And (sighs) there are so many aspects of mentally healthy, it's crazy. But putting yourself first is a huge one and also like – being able to be self-aware and recognize when things are not okay. Like Mm -hmm. that is mentally healthy, I think. Mm. Because even though things like depression will come, it's mentally healthy to recognize that and to not let that slip under the radar. It's really easy to do. Yes. It's really easy to to not recognize it. So yeah, yeah, self-awareness is going to be big for me. I like that. Awesome. Yeah. That's really good. And I think so important. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I know like I've talked about this with so many people that like depression just, it just, it sneaks up on you. And then all of a sudden one day. Yeah. You're like, whoa. I'm not okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yes, like tuning in and like paying attention to yourself. Like I love that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, And being able to course correct when things start to go off track because yeah. I, I mean even I've recognized little things that I'm like okay this is starting to go in the wrong direction yeah course correct what do I need to go do I need to get get to the gym do I need to have a me day do I need to you know rearrange my space whatever it may be there mm-hmm. are little things that you can do when you see okay back on track because yeah. otherwise like you say it'll sneak up it sneaks up and then all of a sudden you're drowning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then that can lead into the whole, like, you feel shamed about how you're feeling mm-hmm. and you don't want to, like, talk to people about it because you're like, how did I even get myself this far into it? And it can yeah. just lead to a whole slew of bad thoughts and uh, worse situation. Yeah. And what you're doing, I, I before we finish, I just want to say, like, what you're doing with this is so awesome. I mean, you just having, like, conversations with real people, real problems, real pasts, real futures, like, this is... This is, it matters. I mean, it matters to me. This is, uh, we're people people. <laughs> saying yeah. to Sean, like, we're people people. And um, being able to have, like, the platform that you have and, and continue to just do this is is really awesome. So I was super excited to be here. Thank you. That You're means so a lot to me. It was awesome. I loved having you here. Oh. We should do this again. <laughs> Absolutely. And okay. hopefully next time I'll actually remember my Facebook Live topic. Okay. <laughs> something for us to like everybody you better pay attention for the next time that diana comes on because she is totally going to drop a major line on you and it's gonna blow your mind yeah this is like like premeditated clickbait yeah oh (laughs) yeah that that just blew my mind yeah that's great perfect awesome it was all intentional exactly yeah you're welcome i appreciate it (laughs) all right thank you again And um, to everybody that's listening, just thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I, I just, I so deeply appreciate you. And I want you to know that wherever you are, Diana and I are sitting here loving you. And so I hope you have a great evening, night, morning, afternoon, and I will be talking to you soon. Bye.